This is a safety notice. Parts of the following presentation contain meditational audio. For safety reasons, we advise you don't listen while you're driving. This is Spirited Podcast. With your host, Trevor. And a carefully selected guest. Ready to share their knowledge and experience on their specialist aspect of their work with the spirit world. So grab your notepad and pen, pin your ears back and open your mind. It's time for a podcast session. Attuning to the spirit world for healing and mediumship. With Danielle Nahais. Sometimes it seems overwhelming to a student how much there is to learn about this work that we do with spirit. We can easily be bombarded by various tutors' ideas, notions and beliefs, breathing techniques, lifestyle choices, meditation practice, reading and education about the subject, or the do's and don'ts. Yes, of course, much of what we're taught is important to a greater or lesser extent. But I've come to realise that there's only one area of our development and unfoldment that really should get a lot more of our attention than we often allow. And it's so obvious, we can mistakenly think it's already there. We take it for granted and often forget to develop this faculty in our work with spirit. It's akin to believing we have all the ingredients to make a cake, but we forget to add the milk. Or we have a nice polished shiny car, but forget to put fuel in it. We have a perfect shop but forget to put things on the shelves. Or we have the latest iPhone, but we haven't got a SIM in it. In our work with spirit, we take it for granted. We know how to connect to the spirit world. And then we're asked by our peers and our mentors and teachers to make a connection and bring in a communication. Or maybe we're in a private reading. We're expected by the sitter to simply connect and bring forward a meaningful message from the other world. It's that faculty of our work that is the fundamental basis of everything we do. It's that connection that's at the heart of it. Whether for healing purposes, for mediumship or for inspiration, our abilities boil down to that very one important factor. How good is our connection with the spirit world? How well are we attuning ourselves for that special bond with the other side? Today with my guest, we're going to be exploring that aspect of our work in greater detail. And today I am a student. And that is a role, by the way, I enjoy. To help me and to understand this process of attunement for healing and mediumship, I welcome back to our recent Spirited Talk guest from the Netherlands, Daniel Nehaus. It's lovely to see you. Thank you. I've invited you to record this podcast based on your knowledge and your qualifications. But Danielle, before we get into this, would you just remind us of all the titles that you have? Show off for a little minute to the listeners. I am awarded as a CSNU healing medium and I'm also awarded as a CSNU eye teaching healing medium. I am also the representative of the SNUI in the Netherlands and I'm always learning, so new things are to come. Now, if you haven't heard Daniela's wonderful story, uh, then it's out. It's fantastic. You need to take a listen to that. That will make more sense as to how Danielle works, etc. So go back after you've listened to this, perhaps, or even now, and have a listen to Daniela's story. It is well worth a listen. 
Now, Danielle, as you know, with all pod classes, it's you that does the talking. You lead the way and I'll be your student if you like, but be light on me because, you know, I'm very vulnerable at my age. You know, I cry quite easily. Now, before we start, we've used the word attuning several times already. So just to get us into the rhythm of things, rhythm of things, and that rhythm of life is a wonderful thing. (laughs) So you can get us going, get us into the flow of things. What exactly is your understanding of this word attuning or attunement? Attunement means for me, as I explain that, is to make it really simple and to think of a radio very old radio we used when we living in the past. We needed to turn the wheel on the radio to get the right frequency to get the right radio station. So if we explain attunement, it's exactly that what it is. As the spirit world is on a higher frequency, than we are when we are normally living in our world. So what we need to do is to raise up our vibration so that the spirit world can lower their vibration and that we can meet in the middle. Often you hear a teacher, a tutor that will say, yeah, well, when you're in the power, you're either in the power for healing or you're in the power for communication. They're two different things. And I find that very hard because... I don't know how you define the differences between a healing energy or vibration and a mediumship vibration. Surely they're the same connection. Uh, Yes and no. Of course, sitting in the power is raising up your vibration and blend with the spirit world in totality. But it is also depending on your intent. So, for example, if I uh, will do a demonstration on platform... I need to work very closely with my gatekeeper and my intent to be active and still have that connection to the spirit world as they need to use my voice. uh, They need to put the pictures and the feelings in me so that I can communicate that to those who are there. Is it in a private sitting or is it in a demonstration? But if I having my intent on healing, I need to be very, very passive and I need to be still. Um, So the attunement till a certain level is the same because you blend with the spirit world, but it is the road you take. So if I take the road for active mediumship, I need to be aware, I need to be active, I need to be part of the party And within healing, I need to slow down and I need to be passive. So for me, that's the difference. So just to clarify, let's just say you and I are off to do a demonstration this evening in a church somewhere. And we've got half an hour to get ready beforehand. Now, Mm -hmm. in the olden days, what I would do is ask for a spare room, go into the spare room and sit in the power. And then I found out that if I went in the room and actually listened to my favourite Ibiza music and got a little bit of trance on the go, that was much better for me. In your position, what would you do back room half an hour before a demo? Um, Yes, I will always, if it is for active mediumship, take my time in a spare room. I prefer to get 
in balance and in harmony within myself and to be aligned with myself to get away from all the distraction of life because I'm ready to serve, to serve the unseen world. So that's more of a sitting in the power to be passive and to be clear of all the things of life, my washes and my shopping and my children, because I need to clear my mind to be acceptable and perspective for the spirit world. I'm not sure if that's the right word. <laughs> yeah, I understand. So when you're backstage and you're just about to go through that curtain to that voice that says, ladies and gentlemen, at that point, how aware are you of a spirit connection? Not. So you're definitely hitting that stage, that front, that spotlight yeah. with zero connections. Yeah. Okay, Dan, I'm very fascinated by that because I kind of, I'm of the chickens, chicken sort that backstage kind of get a connection and come forward and say, stay with me, stay with me, stay with me until I go out there. And then I use that nine times out of 10. It's not the right person anyway, but so you are definitely free. Exactly. I need to be free, free in my mind. And sometimes I try to use the example you had that kind of cleaning spray you use to clean your window or your mirror you can put that on your mirror and clean it so if i am backstage that is exactly what i'm doing but i am only putting my intent when i need to work so if the audience is saying, or the lady or the man say, oh, Daniela Nayas is demonstrating for you tonight, I will stand, raise up my vibration, say to the spirit world, I'm yours, let's work. And then the spirit world will directly come. And inside there, you hid three words, which are the key to it all, which I hope you're going to embellish today, raise the vibration. So I'm hoping you're going to talk to us about that today. So to some degree, when you go on to that platform, even if it's in a church or in a group of five people, you have already an established trust. You are completely trusting that you're not alone. Yes, of course. Because if I'm not aware of the spirit world or I'm not aware of trusting them, I believe I'm not ready to stand on a platform. Well, that's a good point. Okay, I'll leave the rest of this podcast to you, my friend. I think I just wanted to get those things. There is a few more questions. We'll see how we get on with it. So pick us up from that raising the vibration. So when you are working or planning to stand on a platform, you can use your breath. This is what I do, is use my breath and imagine that the light within me is going up, up, up and controls the whole room, expanding through all the world, through the stars and through the sky. So... What I do to raise up the vibration is to just imagine that there is a light within me and it doesn't matter where you feel the light. If you feel it in your heart, you feel it in your heart. But just imagine that there is a light and expand it as wide as you can. Because what you're doing then is really expanding your own vibration towards the frequency of the spirit world and that's the point 
what the spirit world needs to to step into your power so that you can be together one of the most important thing I really want to say about raising up your vibration and working in a very active way of mediumship that you are serving the spirit world and you don't serve only the public. You know, the spirit world needs us because they don't have a voice anymore. They don't have a physical body anymore. So we need to be as open for everything what will come during a contact it can occur that you feel that your own power drops because somebody in the audience would say no because that is the most difficult thing we can have when we're working on platform and when you're having a little bit insecurity you're hearing the no then you need to once again raise up your vibration and ask the spirit world, what do you mean? I don't understand. You know, most of the time people that work on a platform or in a private reading forget to talk with the spirit world because they know the best. If we just allow our team being involved in the process and we are so clean as possible, you can have the most magical moments on the platform and being amazed by yourself with the information you get. And then what will happen is that there is a real reunion of love. And the only thing we need to do as a medium is to serve our loved ones, the loved ones in the spirit world that are waiting for a very long time to come and to say hi and that they are well and that they still love us and that they that we as medium on a platform show that spirit never dies. So raising up your vibration is something you need to learn because in normal day life, we are in a much lower frequency. And that's why you hear that people that are sensitive and when they're starting their road and their journey on development, um, that they get insecure, that they are not sure because the establishing of the power is not practiced uh, enough. So this is something mediums should do quite regular and I would advise you every day for active mediumship and passive mediumship. Okay Dan a quick question for you I, I, I get what you're saying raising the vibration but this is not a medical state that we can be aware of it's not something that we can sit and say yeah my vibration's going now i'm high and this that, and the other if we don't physically see it like see it like that or feel it like that you like that didn't you um yeah. it's it's more a you're saying it's a more of a, a mental state it's a more of a you know within the brain absolutely and mediumship is a mental state as we know and science 
has already found that out, that the brain waves are very much involved within mediumship. When in a normal day life we work, our brain waves is working in the beta waves. But if we are raising up our vibration for active mediumship, we are going to the alpha state. But we can measure that with a with a machine. You can can see if you are in the power. So that's one point. But you know what's interesting is, is there is a way to learn to feel when you are in the power, when you're having your vibration high. Because that's that's an interesting what you're asking. Because if I go back in time 12 years ago, I did not know what it was. What do I do? What is it, my light raising up to the sky? Why should I do that? What do I need to feel? And if we are practice and sit for the spirit world and using a calling card that we know when the spirit world is there it is much easier because that tiny softly energy change when the spirit world is coming we need to learn to recognize that so i would advise to practice a lot on sitting in the power for both states, passive and active, um, and don't go too fast on a platform because you will be disappointed in yourself because you don't know enough when the spirit world is with you and recognize that vibration. Back to that scenario we had, the audience, there you are. What are your first signs that you would have say split seconds or so before you open your um, mouth to speak what signs do you have to know that they are there it's a kind of a pressure i feel around my head i do feel tingling around my crown chakra as you would understand um i do feel that vibe going in me it's like be sitting on the waves and going up it is like they they taking my hand and going up and i do i i sense them but i also see them within the vision of my eyes and what's nice to share with you in the way my mediumship is working is that when I am, for instance, at 7,000 people, that's quite a lot, um, I do see flashes of light. So by the flashes of light in the audience, I also know that the spirit world is there. I also feel a kind of tingling feeling around my arms. It's like they are touching me. But again, if I go back 12 years ago, I wouldn't recognize that 
is the spirit world. Interesting you say that, Dana. Let's say it's about that long ago. When I was kind of still studying what a medium was doing, I came up with some notes over going and watching some of the major names, the Tony Stockwells and Colin Fry's, Derek Acoras, those big name people. And, and I went and watched them. And I noticed that the less stagecraft they had when they came in, and what I'm saying is when they walked on the stage, if they were all bouncy, jolly, hello, making jokes and having fun with everybody, what else? Da, 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 da. The mediumship was often rubbish thereafter. Whereas some of the mediums, the quality ones that I've just mentioned, would come on and very much more laid back, hi, hello. And they're almost only partially focused on what's in front of them. I came to the conclusion that they're already ready. They're already attuned. There's no time for jokes or messing around. This is it. I'm going to work. Is that a fair assumption to see that? I do think that every medium has their personal makeup in how they perform on platform. Um, their own personality is involved. I am not that kind of a joker. I don't feel that I need that to um, sustain the power and attuning to the spirit world. But some people will do that as they need that in their way to attune to the spirit world. So I'm not judging that. I think we need to be aware that every medium works on their own way, but they need to be attuned and they need to give proof. So if it is rubbish in the eyes of the public, we can say, go back to the circle and sit. Hmm. That's that's what my advice would be. But I don't believe mediumship is a show. Hmm. It's sacred. If, if we're talking about active mediumship or healing mediumship, both of that way of working with that magical world of love is sacred. And I feel very honored and very um, i don't know the english word it's like well representative of spirit you are the ambassador yeah yeah but it makes me small humble so it doesn't humble yeah it's a humble way of working so i don't believe that we need to make a joke of it but some people has that personality. I understand there are a lot of people like me that has extreme nervous en energy. As you know, I'm introversial. I don't really like crowds. I don't really like big stages. However, I go onto a stage, a platform, whatever, in front of people, and I have one thing that I'm battling with already, and it's not the right energy. It's a nervous energy, and I'm aware of my nervousness. And that my, one of my deflections from that nervousness, I'll make a joke. I'll, make, I'll take the mickey out of myself. If I say something funny, not only does that work for me because it, it, you know, gets a few tickles in the audience and we're on the right energy, but it's how I'm coping personally with the nervousness. And that's something, just Dan, could you say a few words on, on how does someone overcome the nervousness to focus on the right vibration? Yeah, nerves can be very distractive also for your attunement and also to 
get your mind as clear as possible to serve the spirit world in a best way. Yes, of course, you can be nervous. But the question is, if you're deciding to stand up in a platform, is it then your nerves or is it your soul that is rock and rolling and giving you that nervy butterfly feeling that they finally can work? Because in the essence of the soul, when you're deciding to stand on a platform, because not everybody will be a platform medium, sometimes you need to say to yourself, okay, I investigated this, but this is not for me. And there is no right or wrong on that. It's amazing to see how many ways we can develop to serve the spirit world in our most humble way. But this is something to consider. Is it nerves of yourself? Because if that's the truth, then it is fear. If it is fear, you firstly need to overcome your fear before you stand on a platform. But that's it. that is the way I see it. That's actually very exciting the way you explain that to me because as you were explaining that, I, I realised that... It's almost like our outer shell, in my case, my introversy, that is bringing in the nerves and bringing in the scared and must get this right, I must, and puts all these barriers there. But my soul that wants to develop me, my soul, my inner side is saying, get over it, get over yourself, come on, let's move on. So I like that. The, the, the nurse is more the monkey mind. As you know, we all have that fight, flight and freeze modes in our, in our brain and how it's functional within our physical body. Um, but if we are aware of that and we can go to that feeling of what the soul is telling you, then it is just a joy. Yeah. A joy for the soul and a joy for the spirit world. So I would like to see it from a different angle. Yeah. And, and I have to confess, is one of those that does go out extremely nervous, if I've brought a connection through that I thought was worthy and great, I'll come back off the stage and I'm running with adrenaline. I'm buzzing. Yeah. So so there we yeah. go. Listen, yeah. there's, there's, there'll be listeners to this podcast now saying that, Blooming Trevor's been speaking for 30 minutes now. Can we hear Danielle? So come on, I'm going to give the rest of this over to you and I'll keep my questions to myself. So when we are building our connection with the spirit world and we are allowing that world for the unseen world to come, um, we need to be quiet. And what I would like to do with all of you is to investigate that moment of being together and to learn to understand how we feel and perceive the spirit world when they are draw close to us. So what I would like to do with you is to create your own calling card so that you know when the spirit world is there. But before that, I would like you to just take a moment to sit. Close your eyes. And I have to do this. I have to take part in this. So 
you have to take part. I will in- not commentate from here on in. I'm going to take my microphone out, uh, and, I, and Danielle will keep us on a decent uh, flow of conversation here. So just sit in a way and in a manner that you can relax yourself in the best way you can. Just feel all the tension within your body is with the use of your breath removing from your whole being. And then I would like you to follow me for a moment. Just imagine that in your head that there is a little light. And it doesn't matter what kind of light it is. Just let it be there. A single light that it is so strong that it felt like love within your head. And it fills your head full of light. Just observe the light being there. Just for a moment. Just with the single next breath, this light will go to your throat area. And you don't need to do anything for it. It will just easily travel to your throat area. And just observe that. And still, it doesn't matter what kind of color this light has. Imagine, visualize, see and feel this light within your throat area. And observe it. And feel how you will be relaxed more and more. Let your thoughts drift away. With the next in-breath and out-breath, this light will travel down to your stomach around your solar plexus area. Once again, you don't need to do anything for it. It is just traveling down within your breathing pattern. Just observe that for a moment. Feel how you become more and more relaxed, stable within yourself. Complete alignment. Now, 
or sit within this silence into your own quiet space. You are becoming aware of the center of yourself. Just be still and quiet. And then imagine that this light within you becomes stronger. Feel that this light is expanding throughout your whole body. Just feel it within your body. And if your mind is coming in and your thoughts are taking you on a different journey, and go back to your breath and imagine once again that light going from your head down to your stomach. Feel how this light is expanding within your own body. With the use of your breath, the in-breath and out-breath, this light is going to expand. Expand within the auric field. Through the layers on a physical, emotional, mentally and spiritual level. becomes a white light around you. I feel how content you are, how safe it is. In this point, I would like you to ask the spirit world and those who are working with you to come close. Just ask that one question. Can you come within my own sacred space of light? Ask them if they allow you to feel the presence within your own space. Just a moment, feel it. Wait for any change, for a sensation or a feeling 
that you might pick up. But ask no questions. Do nothing else and register to change or what you feel. Just sit in that silence and presence with those who are working closely with you. And share the feeling of having a moment with them. Now ask them to step back. Be aware of the change in the vibration again. Do you feel now? How does your own atmosphere feel? It changed. How does it feel now to be in your own sacred space? Now I would like you to ask your gatekeeper that works with you in active mediumship to come close. No more questions. Only ask your gatekeeper that works with you in active mediumship to come close to you. and register how that feels. Observe it. Do nothing else than register in observing the sensations. How does it feel? So now you know how it feels when the intentful active mediumship feels with you. So now you know. So thank your gatekeeper and ask them to step back. 
Once again, you are alone within your sacred space. How does that feel? What kind of change in the vibration do you feel? Just stay for a moment within this quiet, wide atmosphere of self. I will ask you to come with me on a journey to meet the healing mediums that works with you. Your white light is going to be bigger, much bigger. It will expand and expand. And imagine that there is a beautiful car with you. And this car has somebody driving and you are invited to take place in the back seat of the car. So I would like you to take place and sit in the back seat of the car. Door will close. And when you are sitting there, you see and feel a healing medium driving the car. Being invited in this beautiful car will give you that sensation and feeling how it feels when you were tuned to the healing mediums. Now they will let you feel how it feels when the God force healing energy will flow from them and through you send out to the world and observe, observe what you feel. We'll be still together in your lovely atmosphere of light. This is just the invitation of the healing mediums to give you the sensation how it works for them to be that most passive role you can have. Drifting away and let them drive. Enjoy that feeling for a moment.
Be aware of the feelings. Be aware of the change. Be aware of the silence within yourself. Now, the healing mediums will say goodbye to you. Now you know how to be passive and let them do the job. You're stepping out of the car again. Thank the person who rode the car. And you are aware of being again within your own atmosphere feeling that the car is drifting away from your sacred space. Feel how that feels. Coming back within your own sacred space of self. Aware of my voice again. Aware of each breath you take until you feel that you are ready to open up your eyes again. Feeling that you have dreamt it was just a spirit world. By your own invitation, came into your sacred space. Remember, practice this. It will help you to bond. Whatever you do, if it is active mediumship, or that beautiful, sacred, passive way of healing mediumship. When you're ready, take a deeper breath in and open your eyes. You wish you can take something to drink. This will help you to recognize those who will work with you. I call this your calling card. A way of sitting in the power to raise up your vibration, but also recognize the feelings or whatever you do within your mediumship. And don't forget to thank them because you are loved and they are loving you. It's a friendship. So if we meet people in regular life, we will thank them. So don't forget to thank them.
Mm. Wow. <clears throat> I thought that was amazing. Good. I have challenges, as you would imagine here, that I am aware of my presence in a, uh, a home recording studio and things going on around me that are always in my mind. Of uh, course, you, you won't be... And yet, yeah, but and yet, you, uh, Danielle Nehaus, managed to take me away from this. Um, and yeah, well, I'm a bit, uh, I'm a bit dizzy at the moment. I feel like one of those Dutch people has just had a joint. I feel a bit. That, that's funny. Um, you know, I am doing a lot of classes within the trans development. So when we are taking this a little step further and we practice this, I am able to put my intent to the spirit world that they come much more closer to you. And then the dizziness will be um, within, um, it's not the, the alternate state, but you will go to that moment of peace. Because you need to be there. If a healing medium, we need to be at, everything is fine, smoke a joint. No, don't record this <laughs> because of you. Um, the healing energy requires a very much higher frequency than active mediumship because in an active way, we need to be active. And yes, you will still hear the clock. You will still be aware of yourself. There is nobody standing next to you with a hammer. Is it a hammer? Is, you know, a whip. So you won't be in 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 the coma. And, and, and I wasn't. Uh, as you'll notice through that exercise you've just heard, at the very beginning, and this is something that everybody should be aware of, that is just starting to sit in the power uh, for themselves. When we go into that relaxed state right at the very beginning, as we start to take those breaths that become slower and less deep and we go into a chill, what happens is our facial muscles and our inner muscles all kind of relax. They all kind of go. And when that happens, you can be hyper aware of anything that's happening within your throat and in your whatever. And as Danielle will know, right at the very beginning of that, when I started to go into that initial relaxed straight, um, state, especially when the light was in the throat chakra, um, I suddenly realised I had a tickly cough coming on. Now, I don't know about you, Danielle, but I'd say for everybody, when that tickly cough comes on, don't spend half the meditation fighting it. Just cough and get it out of the way and return to where you were. If, if we just, if we have an itchy feeling or a, a tingling feeling in the throat, that's why I firstly brought you into the alignment because that's the state of relaxation within self. We can also use this as self-healing to align ourselves um, within everything what the world is bringing us. So if there is a cough, just cough and go back within the exercise. Again, use your breath 
imagine the light and you will see it naturally will come when you took us on that kind of journey uh, I like the idea of the Rolls-Royce pulling up and uh, the doors opening automatically and the plush leather inside inviting me in to sit into that car. And I sat in that car and the guy at the front was Top Healer. There he was, Mr. Top Healer. The doors were closed. The environment was ours. I liked that because that gave my mind something to do that distracted me. I wasn't thinking of, oh, I'm healing somebody right now. But the spirit world, as you rightly said, this is a calling card that says, I want healing to such and such person. I really, really like that exercise. I thought that was brilliant. It's it's something that can be of help. Um, of course, I'm not using the card for myself anymore. But as you having a very active mind it can be helpful to have a focus point. And within the exercise as the calling card, you will now know the difference between the vibrations on the invitation on the gatekeeper for active mediumship. So that's the intent, active mediumship, and passive mediumship. You know, it see that's two levels. And, and within healing, we need to drift away. I also sometimes use the imagination of a, a droplet, a droplet of rain, and imagine when the alignment is there and the environment is there, imagine that there is a droplet and you're going to sit in there and then a healing medium will come and you just observe the process. But for you, it was so helpful to imagine the car. And I have to say also, there was big differences between different energies or sensations during the different things. It was quite interesting when you said about the gatekeeper. You know, he's like the top dog. Here he comes. The man that's in charge of me. And I was quite surprised because I was thinking, where are you then? What you got to say? How am I going to feel you? And I felt sick. No, you know that early nausea that you get, you think, oh, oh, a heavy stomach feeling. Mm -hmm. And I thought, right, is that how you want me to know you? You're going to make me feel like I'm going to throw up. It's not quite as bad as that, but, you know, it was it was quite different. Whereas everybody else was a tingling here, there and everywhere. That's, that's, that's the personal makeup of you because your own physiology of your body is reacting on the vibration on your own way. So if you practice this more and more and you only attune for the gatekeeper with the intent for active mediumship, you will see by time the um, things you feel will change. The perceptive way, and we need to give ourselves the time for it. As you know, it's, it's like sitting in the power um, or, or blend and attune and to invite them to be open for everything what comes 
needs to be as normal as brushing your teeth. I guess for you right now, this is less of an endurance. This is just part of the routine. Nowadays, you are recognising the various states a lot easier. And is that something that when people practice this enough, they will be able to, say, fine-tune and narrow down and recognise how quickly they can go from one state to another? Yeah, um, I believe that we all can have a certain way of that the spirit world will be close to us, even if you don't have that talent for platform mediumship or active mediumship. Know that the world needs healing mediums and a lot of us are able to be in that car and allow the spirit world to drive. But by practice your own physiology and your own magnetical auric field will know by intent what you're doing. In in the early days, I did this three times a week. Now I think I do that three times a week not. So the opposite. So it's a very normal routine. But then again, sitting is to blend and to recognize the energy but i only work for the spirit world when the intent is there so if somebody for example will ask me can you give me healing i would say i don't give healing because the spirit world does the job i am only the vessel they're using or i'm sitting in the back seat of the car and the spirit world does the rest but that's by intent I say, I'm here, I'm going to sit in your car or in a droplet of rain, or when I'm on a platform, I'm doing a private reading, because that's the intent. A lot of students will be in their class with their mentors or their teachers, and their teachers will say, make a connection for me. And so the student will say, hello, I've got uh, I've got a man here now, and uh, he's coming to you, and... Um, yeah, he wants to say hello. And then the teacher will say something like, we'll find out what he did for a living. And so the, so this, this student will apparently go back into that energy and come back and say, oh, he was an engineer. And the teacher will say, what sort of an engineer? Find out more. Go deeper. Go deeper. Until eventually that person, that um, training medium, has got the details. He, he made wheels for a train, etc. He and, and therefore narrowed it down. I hear this a lot. I hear teachers, mentors, tutors saying, go deeper, get a deeper message. I have a little bit of a hang up with this, Daniel. Maybe you can help me out with this. Is I often go and see those mentors, those teachers doing the job themselves as mediums, and they don't do, they don't practice what they preach. They give out bland messages. They don't go that much deeper. So I kind of, as a student, as we all should be, I kind of wonder how much is lip service and how much is really down to this connection that we're talking about today. I think it's all about the connection we've talked about this day. On the end, it is the spirit, spirit world that does the work. And I also believe, from my perspective, that the spirit world are our teachers. Um, sometimes you will see that within development, um, students need a little bit more stretching um, and to get their 
be more open and to be more perspective. But then again, yes, it's absolutely uh, like that. When you practice somebody else and you preach something, you need to stand up and show it. For example, I, I myself um, asked to the spirit world a couple of years ago, can we work on names? But I asked them to work with me on names. So this is also I will give to a student. If you blend with the spirit world and you know your friends that worked with you as they are an intelligent, when we ask, they understand and work with us. So this is something I will teach my students too, to be more perceptive for the unseen world. If you're preaching and teaching something, at least you need to stand up and show it. That's what I believe. Mm. If you can't do that on a platform, then don't teach it. Mm. Okay. Yep, you stand with me on that one. Thank you. Tanya, yeah. yeah. when you were watching me then, this is really for my ego, I suppose. When you were aware of me going through the transitions that you were guiding me through, were you seeing physical outside of body, outside of my body differences? And I, yeah. bear in mind, people, we're talking about a camera on Zoom. First of all, you in the first moment within the alignment exercise, you were active. I saw the movement. I saw a kind of question marks around your head. Oh, what do I need to do? How do I do this with all these things? So I really saw your brain and your thoughts interfering. But that's why I use the alignment because the alignment will bring you on the end to that point of relaxation. And that happened. And uh, I, I just say once again, if there are thoughts coming in, again, use that light and go back. And then you became very silent and open, perceptive for the spirit world. I really saw the light coming around you, so I knew that it was expanding naturally out of your soul. Um, it, it went out and you had a very open heart. You're very open-hearted to the spirit world and saying, yes, come on, guys. Um, I like that. I like that way of approach. And then suddenly there was a substance energy change in the backside. And I do felt that strange itchy feeling in my stomach. Because what I felt was there was a kind of different connections within the soul. So it was not only you being in your own sacred space with the spirit world, but it gave the spirit world a way to connect with you on a deeper level. So if we could say like, this is you and this is the spirit world, you blend, 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 allow them, allow them. And normally it will be like this. You have a connection, you know it, but you're not pretty sure about it. It was this, and it became this. And then when I turn to the process of healing, you directly step in the car and said, okay, let's do it. So the process 
the whole process give an open door for the spirit world. So I loved it. You know, and you are aware of that there is a native Indian with you. Yeah, I do actually. Yeah, because I felt I felt I felt the presence of a native Indian coming forward um, in the beginning, and he's more like a warrior to protect you. It's like he is the 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 the, the rolling person behind everything. So that was lovely. Well, that's interesting. Now, Tanya, I don't know you from outside of, you know, the last few months of uh, getting to know you. So I don't really know. And I have to be fair, as scientifically we should be. I have to be fair. I don't know how much of my background you know. I can't imagine that you would spend time looking at me to find out what you could find out. But there is an Indian with me that came within about, I don't know, two or three years of starting, 20 years ago. Uh, this gentleman came around me. I won't go into the story right now, but you've just done something good. I'll tell you why. There's been a lot of times lately I've called upon him and I've said, where are you? His name's Saki, S-A-K-I. I know that doesn't sound Indian, but there's an explanation behind it. I said to Saki... It doesn't matter. It is the name that we are giving them because they are unintelligent. Well, it's the name he gave me after I told him I didn't like his first name he gave me. (laughs) This is actually a very true story. The first name he gave me, I had to live with for about 10 years and I hated it. People said, who's your guy now? I I wouldn't say the name because I was embarrassed. And one day in here, actually in this sanctuary, I sat in desperation one day. We'd not long moved to the north. Things were not going right with me. And I came in here and I sat alone and I said, where the hell are you? Anyway, I don't believe in you. What a stupid name you've got. How can I believe in that name? I don't even think you exist. And so I had a big argument with spirit like you do in here. And anyway, without going into details too much, but uh, he made himself very aware to me in those few seconds. And he said in my mind, loud and clear, OK, you want my name. My name is. And he said, Saki. Oh, I, I thought, what? That's not quite as bad, but you're supposed to be an Indian, Saki. Anyway, I went from this sanctuary, I went into the house and I researched the name Saki, S-A-K-I, and it transpires that Saki was a name that was given to a Tibetan animal, an ape, that had a white head. Mm. Now, it's quite interesting because the first name he ever gave me was White Ape. Mm. (laughs) So he validated in this sanctuary that he existed. And there has been recently, getting to the point, there has been times recently where I've desperately wanted my healing to work, as you know, for Jane, as you've been part of that as well. And I've wondered, where on earth are you, Saki, please? So in you validating that today, uh, Danny, you've done an amazing treat for me. I do think in what I felt about it is that this native Indian, because I only felt it, I felt the presence of an Indian, and I'm not, I saw feathers, but nothing more. I just felt it, and it felt like a very powerful man standing behind you as a warrior, and he protects you with everything, and I, I, I do feel talk with him more often, but don't demand him, because he will be there without any doubt. But he is not the one that works with you in healing because that's a slightly different team. Ah. Because he is your gatekeeper. Now then. And he opens the door and that's where, where is your intent going? Because your healing team are more doctors, 
I do felt a monk and I do felt sisters that were also a doctor that works in a lab laboratorium. Yeah, know, you're doing good. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um laboratorium. <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a place where they also inspire people in the world. And he's coming they are coming from there. So the gatekeeper, the Indian, is just the doorkeeper. He's opening the door. That's why the intent is so important. I'm dead excited. Have a little vape while I'm talking for a minute, Dan. She vapes like me, and I love that about her. A normal person. Dan, I'm excited. Yes, I'm a normal person. Well, I know you're Dutch. You can't be normal. And (laughs) I'm going to get on to Ruth straight after this and say, here's another word for you, laboratorium, because she, she won't have that. In England, we just call them laboratories but laboratorium sounds so much better we're waffling Dan it's quite exciting what you've just said there because how I met white ape as he was in those days was through a guided meditation I didn't know I was going to meet him and the guide that might put us through the meditation didn't say we were going to meet somebody it just happened and I met white ape in his Colorado I think it was his campsite reservation and I was invited into his teepee to heal his son. I had to do healing to his son. And then he stepped away and he said, as a reward, I will be with you for the rest of your life. I will stay with you. Now, I've always connected Saki as my healing guide. But when you think about it, it's illogical for him to be a healing guide when I went and healed his son. So what you've just said to me today kind of just ticks another box in my tiny little brain. Good. Yeah. Good. Wow. We've been recording a long time. I know I could talk to you forever. You've been absolutely amazing today. Would you finish off and tell the the listener, I'm going to say one listener because you never know, it might only be one, but would you tell that one listener where they can find out a little bit more about you, in particular what courses you are doing at the moment and, you know, how somebody could get involved with you because I would strongly recommend what, what you do and how you do it. You are the second person within the last month or so that I've spoken to that really have inspired me. Andrei Zhorzhevich, fantastic, an absolutely beautiful man and I learned so much from him and you've come along, Dan, and you've done exactly the same again. So listen, tell our listeners where they can find out more. You can find out more on my website, www.daniellenijhuis.nl. It's the easiest way. I do teach in my own center in Enschede, the Netherlands, but I also uh, give teachings online through Zoom and uh, specialized on the alternate state and sitting for the spirit world. I do also teach healing mediumship and active mediumship. We're doing demonstrations online on the moment. So you can find me anywhere you wish. Well, we started off this podcast some hour ago and we were suggesting things about the attunement uh, being the most important ingredient in the work that we do with spirit. I feel at the end of this hour, we have actually 
looked at the engine that drives this. We have looked at the milk that goes into the cake. We've looked at the detail that's important. And I guess from here on in, what we need to do is work with that ourselves in our own time and establish that bond that we have, that relationship with the other world, which will enhance our work. Absolutely. And allow your own friends to find you. I, I prefer not to call them guides, as if I would say guides, it says that they are guiding me, but they don't. I will call them friends. Friends from over the rainbow. Danielle, you are an amazing lady. Thank you very much. Thank you very, very much for spending the time with me and our listeners on Spirit to Talk. Ladies and gentlemen, Danielle Nayhouse. Thank you. This presentation was made possible, in part, thanks to our contributing partners. Thank you, for your support. You've been listening to a Spirited Podcast here on Spirited Talk. If you want to find out more and how you can become one of our partners, visit us on spiritedtalkpodcast.com. And Spirited Talk Podcast is all one word. Finally, before you leave, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on whatever channel you listen to it on. From the guest today and your host Trevor, thank you for listening. Goodbye.